Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Talking Sense with Karen and Hayley. Um, today I'm going to be talking about um, how I personally um, cre create a fragrance and the process I use when I'm um, creating them and what I'm trying to create by, by what I'm trying to do rather by following those steps. So um, I create, last time we Hayley was talking about how a fragrance is constructed and we talked about uh, the fragrance pyramid, so the top, middle and base notes. Um, and that's all about the longevity of fragrance and how it evaporates off and all that. And that is a, um, part of my considerations. But when I create a perfume, um, I go, I create uh, I look at the story that I'm trying to tell with that perfume. So um, in my private client work, for example, I want to tell their life story, what's important to them, the things that they loved um, when they were kids, the things they love now, and how they, importantly, how they want to be perceived by other people. And I, as well as breaking down the top, middle and base notes for the overall construction of the fragrance, I try and make each part of that the... Uh, full the enclosed fragrance, the, the total fragrance into um fit into those parts so for example um i want uh, somebody's what they love now is going to be mainly the top notes the things that make them who they are will be in the middle and how they want to be perceived by others will underlie all of that so they'll go into my base notes so so i'm sort of breaking down what i want the perfume to say into how it's going to say it through through that fragrance pyramid Ooh, i love that pyramid. so <laughs> so um so i might have uh, two parts in the middle because I, um, I was taught to do it by uh, creating a modifier um fragrance and a blender so so my top notes that create the first part of the story are then softened by my modifiers and then I use the blenders to bring them into the bottom notes um, because when you're talking about the fragrance pyramid and how the top notes go away um, during the first 15 minutes you only want some of them to go away so you want the other fragrances in the other levels to sort of hold on to them so so it doesn't change completely it, it, it's like the volatile notes will dissipate but the echo of them will still be there what i like to say is um i like to try and get the notes to dance together so it's kind of like um uh i remember being at school and doing um like the square dancing or barn dance or things where you change the parts <laughs> oh, yeah. as you the room and it, that's how i like the perfume to be created so when when you're smelling the top note um you know let's let's go with orange um so orange is going to dissipate off quickly but i want it to last a little bit longer so i might add some frankincense into the modifiers which will uh, sort of hold hold on to the um orange and keep it there so keep some of it there so you've got that constant changing of partners so the fragrance has a nice flow to it as as it moves through its different fragrances so that's um sort of how i technically like to work but the artistry of it for me is is in um matching up the nature of a, a fragrance with with the emotion that you're trying to create so um happy memories will tend to be um represented 
very simply speaking by the likes of citruses because they're uh, excitable and they you know they're they're vibrant and they they move quickly and then um more thoughtful moments will be represented by the bass notes which would be things like sandalwood and um even frankincense that can can fit uh, frankincense for me sits in the middle of uh, uh middle notes and bass notes it can it can uh, straddle that so um it's about sort of um looking at what what something evokes so when i i again on my private work on my private client work i will tend to use around 80 to 90 percent essential oils because i um i see the the energetic aspect of them as correlating very closely with emotions but then you um i like to use the aroma chemicals then to add light and shade and depth and sparkle that you that you can't get when you start to overcomplicate an essential oil blend. Um, we mentioned in our previous video that it can it, it can uh, become muddy. It, it just develops a generic smell where you can't um, you can't really tell what it's trying to do. Um, and aroma chemicals really balance that nicely. They 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 add. Um, as I said, they can add a sparkle, and they they can they can bring out the best in something. So it's it's kind of like uh, if you're wearing a black dress, but black doesn't suit your skin tone, and you'd put a pink scarf on to to sort of lift lift you. Um, it, it's that kind of effect. It, it, it's it changes the nature of something just by mm. by showcasing it to a better advantage, really. Um, but I um I I just I have this love of telling stories with perfume because I um, I can't draw. I, I always wanted to be an artist, and I'm like, you know, I can do a basic drawing. I would impress your average four-year-old, but <laughs> not that. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no good at drawing at all. But I can actually express in quite a lot of detail what I want to express in perfume. And uh, for me, the, the joy of having such a vast palette to call on and create something that um, paints a picture, even for people who don't really know what they're seeing, because it's a multi-dimensional thing. So it's a, it's the, the whole creation process is a, is a thing of joy for me. So I'm, I'm literally, I'm looking at, you know, top middle bass notes. I'm looking at the emotions I want to connect with. I'm looking at what each fragrance um can do and represent um for example um i'm looking over at my shelves with my aroma chemicals on there are um there are some over there that that um smell of the sea or that smell like ozone or um you know there's even uh, i can't remember the chemical name right now because i'm i'm chatting but um, there's even one that i use to represent stone so, you know, when somebody asked me for a hard edge, but they didn't want a metallic note, they wanted, you know, something that was more reminiscent of sandstone. Yeah. And you can, find, you can find that in aroma chemicals, but you cannot find that in essential oils. So it's those kind of, um, finesse, you know, that kind of finesse that I'm, um, I'm looking for. So for me, it's like a, it's just a really something to, 
uh, enjoy in, in much the same way as an artist would set up their easel and get their palette out and start mixing the colors that's what I like to do with perfume most of the time I'll start my, my starting point is the story that I want to tell but sometimes I, I, I get I'll just have a play and I'll think well um, I'm, I'm going to start with a particular ingredient say jasmine and um, see what I can do with it and what I what I can make that do next um, because it's like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it would, you wouldn't just have your, your box of colouring pencils and only ever use red. You want to see how you can make things, you know, different. And yeah. um, that, that's my thing, I think. When I'm constructing a fragrance, really my, my, most, in, my most important thing is to evoke emotion and tell stories and that's my start, you know, that's my, my process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's like you say though, I think that's why it's such a good, a, a good way to describe it is like an art because it's just like colouring, it's just like making music, it's taking these different elements, whether it be a colour or a note, a musical note, and yeah. playing with them and blending with them and you wouldn't see a chef or a musician, like a composer or an artist just sitting there with two or three colouring pencils and doing the same thing over and over again, just maybe in a different direction. They would be putting things in at different times and blending them in different proportions and things like that. It's, that's why I think it, putting it in with the art just makes so much sense because the the similarities are, are, Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah, I mean, like, like I was, um, I was relatively late to uh, university education, just because that's the way my life path went. Um, and I get a huge kick out of knowing the science, but it's not what drives me forward. But I, I do like this idea that you know the the different molecular weights are what what makes a perfume a whole. Um, you know, it's, it, to me, it needs, it needs those different molecular weights and those different behaviours to, to create the whole, symph- you know, it's, it, it's the difference, isn't it, between listening to um, next door's seven-year-old doing their scales on the piano and listening to somebody playing their Beethoven, mm-hmm. um, you know, sweet. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's, I, I love the fact that it can be that, it can be, it can be simple and beautiful or massively complex and still beautiful but the the art is in making sure that the end user sees sees that beauty and and importantly the people around the end user if you're talking about perfume because you don't want people to be um choking in in their (laughs) way (laughs) yeah definitely i think that's right it's uh, and I think we've said it a few times it is a living art and it's a blend between art and science because you cannot have one without the other yeah and, um you you can you can create a technically robust fragrance with all yeah. that knowledge that I mentioned if you haven't watched it, the video just before this one um where I talked about the, the technical aspects of how you would create a perfume you can't do that and not do the bit that you've just spoken about um, because yeah. as I say, it could be technically fine, but if you don't have that story to tell, you don't have those things blended in a way where they dance together beautifully and result in something that's 
that is um, something special, um, you're not you're not going to have hit your target. You're not going to have want. You're not going to get a perfume that people are going to appreciate and love yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, that, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's that man, it's that sweet spot between what's uh, what works on a scientific basis and creates that beautiful flow, but but you can't get you know even if you're the best scientist in the world, you can't get that beautiful flow without an element of artistry. Yeah, and it's it works both ways, doesn't it? Because you can create yeah. the most beautiful smelling fragrance, and you've completely hit the nail on the head from the brief, and you've told the story. But then if it disappears after 30 seconds. Exactly, the whole thing's gone. Yeah. Well, why did I bother yeah. doing that? Like, I'll have to spray it every 30 seconds. So, yeah, yeah they, both, they both hold each other's hands, um, and you can't have one without the other. And really, yeah. the two of them is what creates a mega yeah. star, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's the same thing as, you know, like people um, look at those um, Turner art exhibitions, don't they? And they say, how is that art? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and my five-year-old could do better but um and, you know, and, I, and I have to admit I feel slightly like that about the Turner exhibitions but um, <laughs> I'm uh, of uh, Jackson Pollock for example is he he's the one with the dots you know the sort yeah. of paint and people pay tens of thousands because he splashes that paint with with coal it's <laughs> <laughs> you simplicity Exactly. Not just anyone can splash paint like that. <laughs> we'll do it so that whatever, Karen Quinn can put one ingredient in a bottle and it'll be worth millions. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is, um, you know, it, it's, it's the fabulous thing about perfume. It's, it's why we're in the industry, isn't it? It's that it walks a beautiful line between art and science and it can be, it can satisfy people on so many different levels and reach people in ways you never expected and convey messages. And it's just, um, I just think I'm blessed to be a perfumer. You know, I, I feel really lucky that I've, you know, even though it came late in life, you know, I really, I wish I had found it when I was in my 20s but that wasn't to be but um, you know I'm now uh, maybe 15 years into my fragrance journey and I love it as much as the first time I sniffed my very first drop of lavender essential oil and and fell in love so. oh, that's the thing it is so powerful isn't it it's, yeah. a, it's an amazing an amazing thing but yeah. yes so hopefully that has um, su sufficed um, your thirst for knowledge about how to, to create a perfume from an artistic point of view. As I said, we've done a video um, just previously about the technical side. This one we'll talk more about the artistry and the storytelling of it and how Karen does that. Um, so if you watch the two in conjunction, it'll, it'll make um, a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, just click a like and a subscribe if you like the video and drop us any comments or questions if you've got any um, particular burning thoughts or, or ideas uh, that you want to share with us, just drop them in the comments below um, and we'll be in touch with you um, and we'll see you on the next video.